All right. So coming up, we have the Australia desk from Steve and Grant. Now, those guys have been up at the uh, Avalon show in Australia, and they've been producing a lot of content. Uh, so if, if you haven't seen that or listened to that, uh, you, you want to check that out at playingcrazydownunder.com. But first, here's Stephen Grant with the Australia Desk. The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Playing Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, March 3rd, 2013. Well, g'day folks and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 238, coming to you from uh, Avalon 2013 at the end of day six. And uh, boy, Grant, are we exhausted or what? Uh, what? <laughs> and deaf. Oh, and deaf. And deaf, yeah. Yeah, an interesting day. At least the sun came out. Uh, of course, we've been very busy this week doing daily coverage uh, all six days. The first day we got here, I thought we were going to be rained out, actually. But uh, fortunately, by the end of the week, it's turned out. And as usual with an air show... I'm sunburnt. Yes, it wouldn't be an air show if uh, Steve wasn't sunburnt or windburnt or run off his feet or ready to go home and maybe even try a full-strength beer. Yeah, no, I think I'll try a full-strength beer, mate. I'll be out of, there'll be no editing tonight if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> also sitting with us here is Eamon Hamilton. Eamon, you're with uh, Public Affairs with Airlift Group from the Royal Australian Air Force, and you've been looking after us all week. It's an easy job, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it is. Uh, we don't ask much, do we? No, not at all. It's, uh, if there's something going on, we try and get you guys on it. <laughs> Eamon, uh, our listeners should know, I keep uh, talking about this Hercules ride, and it was Eamon that uh, managed to sneak me onto that, so he's my best friend in the entire world. Because <laughs> he also managed to sneak you on the KC30, it's because of him, you know. Yeah, great guy, great guy. Uh, <laughs> Eamon, uh, how's it been for the RAF this week from a uh, public affairs uh, point of view? Yeah, look, it's it's been great. We started off uh, about... Um at the media launch last Friday where we brought in the C-17 and uh, did a combined event with uh, air shows down under. Uh, we hit a bit of a rough patch on Sunday night and many of the um, listeners will be aware that we tried to do the flare drop off uh, St Kilda. Uh, unfortunately there was a uh, technical fault with the aircraft just after it left Richmond to come do the drop so we had to uh, let down the public um, for, that, for that occasion. Yes. I um, was there. Just, <laughs> I just want to pick up on a point with that, too. There was a lot of negative feedback and a lot of people saying, geez, I hope we don't have to go to war. I should make the point, these aircraft are coming in and out of war zones constantly. That, that's right. And um, I, I got down there at about um, quarter to eight, and uh, funnily enough, there was a good-looking sunset for a lot of the people to sort of turn around and uh, start photographing, and uh, yeah. then the Melbourne city skyline behind that, and, um, and then the penguin colony. Where did that come from? Um, yeah, so, yeah, for anyone that stuck around after dark, it, was, uh, it wasn't too bad a uh, consolation. But, um, yeah, so we got off onto a uh, sort of a shaky start, but then um, got rocked up here at Avalon on uh, Monday afternoon to bright skies, sunny conditions, <coughs> high, high, high level uh, Raptor display, thinking we're going to have a uh, pretty good run here, and then uh, came back out for the quagmire on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, um, and the rains came out uh, well, Monday night. That's right. You know so, what they say about Melbourne weather? If you don't like it, just wait an hour or so and it'll change. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah. Six seasons in a week wouldn't be Avalon without it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, I guess the big announcement this week has been to do with the KC30, and uh, they announced this week, the Minister, in fact, announced that uh, it has reached uh, IOC and uh, can now start uh, tanking operations for real, with uh, at least with the probe and drogue. That's correct, yeah. It's also, um, IOC also covers us for um, strategic airlift, and you look at, I mean, if you take away the refueling equipment, the aircraft's an incredibly capable strategic airlift platform, being able to carry... Uh, eight pallets of cargo underneath the decks, up to 36 tonnes, and then uh, 270 guys on the top 
Um, and I think in past the only ever time we'd even considered reaching um, figures of those sorts on a RAF aircraft or a RAF transport aircraft was when we, uh, you know, overloaded Herxt in, <laughs> in evacuation operations back in the good old days. So being able to carry them in uh, relative comfort uh, where they need to go is, uh, yeah, it's going to be well looked forward to by the guys and girls. I tell you what, it must have great uh, weight and balance compensation on the autopilot on that aircraft because uh, when we were up there in the sky and those uh, Hornets came in to uh, start taking on fuel, I think every journalist in the aircraft lurched instantly to one side. <laughs> yeah, I think the guy that wrote the software for the autopilot uh, earned his keep that week. Must yeah. be in uh, journalist mode, I think, uh, on the autopilot. Right. <laughs> that's the right. Director. Yeah, yeah. i got to say, the, uh, the business class seats up the front were kind of nice. I get that. That's not for the grunts, is it? No, well, it's, it's funny the way it works out because even if you've only got a little group of people going, Going somewhere on it for a refueling mission, you think, you know, oh, there's 30 business class seats up the front and only 20 of us travelling, therefore we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be able to uh, in, enjoy a bit of luxury, but they still play the, um, the weight and balance card pretty seriously as you'd sort of need yeah, to, yeah. and uh, they, they get every uh, pound out of that aircraft to make sure it's in the right place yeah. when they go up. So obviously when it's in the cruise, you're free to move around a little bit, but uh, take off and landing, you, uh, you better take your designated seat. <laughs> any, ex- any excuse to keep us away from that's, those business class seats. You know, we right. know they're reserved for crew. They've still got that new jet smell. <laughs> now, Eamon, uh, of course, an event like this for the Royal Australian Air Force and for defence in, uh, in uh, general, it's obviously a great uh, showcase here and uh, very useful for recruiting for you guys. I guess that's a big focus when you come to an event like this. That's right, and it's also about showing, showcasing some of the capabilities. So obviously with the uh, media flight on um, Wednesday with the KC-30, a little bit of amusement from some of the media in Melbourne wondering why we weren't doing the C-130, but it was really good to take them out on the aircraft. You know, a day after it's done the uh, IOC declaration and actually show these people the uh, capability that the aircraft's here to sort of execute. Normally we don't sort of get to do that down here. Uh, Melbourne's very much accustomed, I guess, to the Air Force Band and the Roulettes and other sort of high-profile events, but getting them to show them an actual uh, capability is, uh, is, is good and carrying that through to Avalon. So we saw the Super Hornets and... Uh, a bit of a demonstration of what they're capable of. The Orion doing its thing. People have been in and out of the Hercules and uh, C-17 and getting a bit of an appreciation for what those things do the other uh, 11 months of the year. Yeah, we should mention, uh, if anybody's been watching our videos this week, you might have seen a brief cameo from Eamon as uh, we did our best impersonation of flying high, even though I stuffed it up at one point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a very good job, mate, very good job. That's all right. That's that's the other part about having the uh, a tanker aircraft back on strength. I can now... Uh, resume my flying high impressions on media jobs. You do a very good job. Any wonder you're in public affairs, mate. <laughs> well, Eamon, uh, we really appreciate you looking after us this week. Uh, you guys have uh, really supported us here at uh, Playing Crazy Down Under and allowed us to get some fantastic material, mate. I appreciate your support. Yeah, not a problem. Now, uh, of course, Eamon just mentioned briefly there the F-22 Raptor, and, of course, uh, it's been just thrilling people this week. I, I tell you what, uh, you know, David always talks about how he's uh, seen it so many times, but it's the first time that crowds have seen it here flying in Australia. And uh, I tell you what, Grant, that aircraft does some things that no aircraft should be able to do. Uh, we were lucky enough to get out on the ramp and talk to the pilot, uh, Major Henry Schantz. Here's a, a brief clip of uh, what he had to say about the display. The demo, it's about 15 minutes, and it's about uh, 12 maneuvers to uh, 13 maneuvers right there. Uh, it's great. You know, you go to take off, uh, and like I said, you throw those uh, those engines up to max AB, roll down the runway, you're off the runway in about 1,000 feet. Uh, you suck up the gear, and then uh, when we get up to our speed of about 250 knots, we're going to go straight uphill. Uh, at that point, you're just going to climb it out to uh, around 3,500 feet, flop it over itself, and point straight back down to the earth, do a 360-degree roll, and then uh, we're, ba- we're back out uh, 
beyond that, we'll come back in and we'll do a uh, min radius turn right there. So coming in about 420 uh, knots or so. And then at the end of that 360 degree turn in front of the crowd, we'll go ahead and do a Cobra maneuver. So pull the pull the jet straight up into the vertical uh, and then go ahead and, uh, and nose forward. Once we uh, get back to level flight, I'll go ahead and I'll turn that jet 180 degrees around what we like to call the J turn. Uh, pretty much it's a high alpha uh, maneuver where we just go ahead and, uh, and kick the nose back around. It looks like a pirouette uh, almost. Come out of that. We show the bottom of the jet, the weapons bay doors. We open them up so uh, people can see where uh, where everything hides because we do fly with a very clean profile. And then uh, after that, I do the dedication pass. The dedication pass is pretty much uh, we just show the top side of the jet combined about uh, 0.8 to 0.9 Mach uh, and make some noise as we go by. But it's dedicated to you know the troops and our joint and coalition uh, partners uh, that have sacrificed over the years. After that, we come back in. I'll aim back at the sky again and uh, do a 360 degree roll. I'll flop it over itself again at the top and then I'll do a 360 degree pedal turn what most people like to call the flat turn the, you know what looks to be a flat spin uh, I'll turn that around in a 360 degree uh, motion and then uh, exit back out on a really strong wind day like today uh, I have the option of also uh, going 180 degrees stopping the turn and going 180 degrees back um, which is probably what we'll wind up seeing today well, mate, you know, I've got to say, I've seen the Raptor about three, maybe four times now. I think, yeah, four times. And in fact, today I was watching the show from uh, the upper hatch of the USAF C-17. <laughs> uh, we were over there doing an interview for them, and uh, I just finished, and the other boys were getting some stock footage and uh, getting some of their own, you know, the Ben and Ben show in the cockpit. And uh, one of the guys was up on the hatch enjoying, and I happened to mention, oh, it's a good view, isn't it? And he said, yeah, come on up. So uh, we didn't actually get out of the hatch, of course. We just uh, stood in there. So I was about uh, torso up out of the hatch enjoying the view, watching the Raptor do its tail slide. But uh, there's one thing I've got to say. I'm a little concerned about this whole sequestration thing. Have we just blown the budget for the Raptor and we've seen it? And, you know, David, are you going to see it again? I would just say that's a very wise investment of US taxpayer dollars if that's the case. Yeah, because now I've seen it four times. David's seen it a whole lot more times. But at least I've caught up closer. And if they sort of cancel a Raptor show, well, you know... I don't feel as bad as not having as if I hadn't seen it at all. Yes, yeah, so I tell you what, it's, it's been fantastic. Well, folks, if you want to catch all our coverage from Avalon 2013, we've put out a show each and every day. That's episodes uh, 101 through 106. And, uh, boy, that's been a lot of work, McHeron, I tell you. But uh, we better finish this because they're about to kick us out of the media centre. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we may be sitting around here on Eamon's golf cart, but uh, he's enjoying some sun. And we sort of walked around the corner and bounced him, but we better get back, pack up and head out. So uh, coming to you from the last day of Avalon 2013. Until next week when we're back in the studio, I'm Steve Bisher. I'm Eamon Hamilton. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks. Wow. Those guys had just too much fun. They must be exhausted. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tiring enough to spend that much time at a show like that, but when you're doing that and just constantly pumping out that kind of content, it's really, really wearing. So... I really want to thank those guys for coming back home and somehow squeezing out an Australia desk for us uh, this episode. So hats off to those guys.